Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. I have stats for you today. Every month, Windermere comes out with their statistics for the market. It's not theirs, it's the market statistics. Windermere just compiles them. So all the companies um, in the area, interesting stuff. September of 2020 saw an increase of 40% more closings. So there are 40% more sales in September of this year than there were last year. Uh, that's a lot. Um, so if it seems like everybody's buying and selling houses, they kind of are. <laughs> so even during the pandemic? Yes. See, that's a major stat right there. It's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. A super big thing. Um, and I think that's attributed to a couple of things. One, interest rates are just crazy low. Ridiculous. It feels like, you know, you should almost buy a house just so you could take advantage of right? the interest rates. <laughs> also, a lot of things got pushed, right? Usually we're super busy in the spring and kind of, yeah, that April timeframe, April, May timeframe. Some of that got pushed out because that was when the market, you know, COVID really ramped up and everybody was unsure of what they were doing. Uh, and then, you know, August, so it got pushed out to the fall and then August, which is when most of these sales actually happened. And then they closed in September. Everybody was here. Usually nobody's here in August. Well, there's a whole lot of people in town this year because they couldn't go on all their fancy vacations. Yeah. They were staying home, fixing up their places. Right. So what better way to console yourself? You can't go to Italy. You might as well buy a house at 2%. Bring Italy to the house. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's how we roll. Yep. There you go. Um, 50% of the homes that sold received multiple offers. That's another good thing too. Tells you there are uh, a lot of buyers out there and not a lot of properties, which follows with our message from last week, which is, you know, if you're thinking about selling now is an amazing time. So there you go. That is the real estate update for this week. And now we have our awesome, awesome guest, Hayden Goldberg, joining us today with Remote Learning Coaching. How are you, Hayden? I'm good. How about you, Nicole? I'm good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Full disclosure, I have known you a long time and watched you go through all of your progressions of everything. And I'm super happy that you're here today and sharing what you're up to because you got some great stuff going on. Thank you. So um, I would love for you to share with our audience a little bit about what remote learning coaching is all about, but more importantly, your story and how you got here, because I think it's pretty amazing. Okay, so I'll address the second part first. So I have um, ADHD and what's called executive functioning challenges. Mm -hmm. So that's basically the skills that you use to make decisions and sort of manage your day. Mm -hmm. And as such, I struggled with planning and prioritization, breaking assignments apart, um, getting things done on time, managing my time. And that became really prevalent in middle school. And I ended up creating a system to overcome those challenges and manage them. And I wrote about it in my book, um, Freshman 101, The Guidebook to Planning, Prioritization, and Time Management, that's on sale on Amazon right now. It's 20% off um, for this. Uh, so you can go check that out. Um, and then I sort of realized over the summer that a lot of the challenges I had were ones that students were experiencing in this, in the, yes, in the summer or fall, sorry, no spring. 
I know, it all rolls together. Nobody yes, knows what it day does. Is, by the way. <laughs> um, so Sean just said people were experiencing the spring. So I sort of decided to create this remote learning coaching program to help students overcome these challenges. And so it over I have three different sessions and I teach students how to really how to do remote learning. And so that includes creating a system to manage your time and manage your assignments and to break them up into smaller pieces. Um, how to think about big projects and break those up into smaller pieces. Um, how to plan out and structure your day, how to manage your time. Um, you know, for a lot of students, these might seem intuitive, but for a lot of people, they're not. And you have to actually learn how to do them. So that's what I build over with students. That's awesome. And I think, you know, we should share a little background about you with our audience. You know, you so you started this in middle school. You were realizing that, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm really struggling here. I've got some frustrating things going on. And then you are now a sophomore at the University of Washington. Yes. But you skipped a couple grades in between. <laughs> I did, yes. So I designed this system in eighth grade. And then I, um, I did, University of Washington has an early entrance program. Mm -hmm. So I did this college prep year after eighth grade, and in that I implemented the system, and then I wrote about it after successful completion, and then that was last year, so it got published in January, and then we went to remote learning in March, and now we're here. There you go. So you were proof that this system works, yeah. um, what you have come up with. You have, you have tried it yourself um, and made huge gains in where you're at academically. I would, sure. not, I would not be here without this system, for sure. That's amazing. I think that's so cool. And, and then the fact that you are able to share it with others is great. I was watching your video this morning and you had something, you had all kinds of great information on your video that's on your website. But one of the things that really hit me was your comment that, you know, these are skills that can be learned. and it's so easy for us to assume as individuals and quite honestly, sometimes as parents, when we're working with our children, that these are just things you should just know how to do. Um, but it does, not only does it not always work that way, it's actually like, that's the norm that it doesn't work that way. And that you then have to go learn these things and then learn how to implement them. So I love that you acknowledge that on your website and with your program. Thank you. So, um, so, and so how did, how did you figure all this out? So I sort of came on to what executive functioning actually is. And those are skills like planning and prioritization, organization, time management, um, working memory, metacognition. And it's basically all about how you make decisions and how you keep information in your head. And so I knew what my struggles were. I, you know, I had this assignment, okay, this, one assignment is kind of overwhelming. How do I break it up into smaller pieces that are more manageable? Um, I have a project. How do I get it done in two weeks? How do I break it up into smaller pieces that I can say, I'm doing this tomorrow or this tonight? Mm -hmm. And so I sort of created a system that would allow me to do that, um, building off of a lot of previous experience that, you know, trial and error and failure, but building up from that and finally finding something that works for me. That's fantastic. Um, and when you, and now you coach other kids, you help other um, high school students and college students do the same thing. Yes. Um, which I think is fantastic. A, that you figured it out and B, that you're able to share it because I do think both of those um, 
moments in your life, you know, A, going from middle school to high school, and then even from high school to college, there's a whole lot of stuff that changes in the structure of your life and how information is delivered and how assignments are expected to be done, that it's definitely those moments in life where the skills you had that got you where you are so far are not going to get you where you need to go down the road. And you really need to come up with some new things. Definitely. We're actually seeing a lot of that right now because the way that remote learning has been put on in some high schools is actually very similar to what students do in college. There's right. a lot more self-directed learning where the teacher is a resource, but you're expected to do a lot of learning outside the classroom. Mm -hmm. um, and that's very hard for some students. It's one of the major things that students have to adapt to their freshman year and that I saw and that I learned how to do. And so this is actually a great time if you're a, senior, a junior or senior in high school, this is a great time to actually get ahead and learn these skills for the future. That's awesome. So how do you work with your um, students when you're coaching them? What does that so, look like? So we do three one-hour sessions one-on-one. -on -one, mm -hmm. um, and I will go over sort of first session, we sort of talk about, okay, what is this program about? And then what is the mindset you need? What are these keys to success that you need to have in mind in order to use this system and make it successful? Um, and then the second session, we kind of create the organizational, or the third, sorry, that's third session. We create an or, the organizational system and learn how to break assignments apart. And we learn how to put that into the system itself. It's all integrated. And then in the second system, my apologies for being out of order. Um, second session, we go over sort of the mind, sort of go over how your, what your day looks like, how you structure your day, what you do when, how you make sure that you're getting everything done, um, stuff like that. How, uh, communication with your instructors, stuff like that. Sure, absolutely. And I think that's huge. Um, you know, we've, you know, the, we always talk about getting to, you have get a tutor, right? You need help in math, you get a tutor, you need help in writing, you know, so you get help with the actual subject. But what you're talking about is, you know, that whole idea of what are the, what are the skills you need to take it forward? You know, it's like, are you getting help in just that one thing, which is helpful and necessary and needed, but then how do you build the skills so that you can set up a structure that allows you to be successful going forward? I think that's great. Yes, and these skills aren't just useful for academics. These executive function skills, I mean, you used to use that all, your, all the time, right? You plan this podcast, I'm sure you'd go through a checklist of eight or 12 things to get it set up and Absolutely. make it happen. That's executive function. Yes, and that's exactly, and I, like you said, this whole online learning thing, I mean, I know even in our house, right, it's this whole new thing of how do you, they're learning how to do different levels of communicating, um, you know, because I know the first part of the school year, you're just trying to figure out where the assignment is and how it's supposed to be turned in and you yeah. turn it in on one system, but then you have to turn it in on teams as well. It, you know, it was just, it yeah, was an adventure that continues to be one. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I have in my system is I have a little tab for expectations. How do you turn this in your, how do you turn this assignment in? How do you communicate with the, you know, what does your instructor want in communication with you? Uh, what's right. your email address? Just keeping stuff organized so that you don't have to constantly always look and look at the syllabus and look at the LMS. You just have it in one central place. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then, to, you know, also to take it a step further, like let's say you do have a missing assignment, you might not, but it happens in our house sometimes. <laughs> How do you close that loop, right? It, at yeah. that point, it goes beyond just turning in the assignment. You have to loop in the teacher so they know to go look at it. And, 
you know, just all of those extra pieces of communication to make sure that, you know, or I think I did it, did I not do it? And just keeping those doors, so the, the kids are learning a lot. You know, there's the academic part of it, but this whole, like you said, the skills, the um, tools that they need to just function is very different than when you're showing up for live face-to-face school. I love it. So let's talk about your freshman year of college. How did that go? What skills did you acquire when you were doing that? So my freshman year was not at all what I expected. So the short version is I was originally an engineering student and then I realized I didn't like it. And then I transitioned over to uh, political science and economics. Uh And then my winter quarter got cut short and then we went online. Um, But I think skill wise, you know, the first thing I think that I learned and that other students need to learn how to do is syllabus day. First Mm -hmm. day of your quarter or semester, is syllabus that you get all your syllabi from your instructors and these are three to 20 page documents that describe all their expectations all their policies and in most cases the reason why they're so long is they give you all your assignments all your readings and all your papers and so learning how to actually read some not only just read that but know what to do with it is a skill and it's really hard and that's what my system is all about is how do we take that syllabus and make it actionable I love it. Um, and that sort of gets into some of these other yeah, skills of planning and prioritization, right? Organization, putting all these um, assignments as like in a, into the system where you can actually do something with it. Um, and then obviously communication is super important in college. You know, learning how to go to office hours and ask questions and talk to your teachers is really scary for a lot of people. And for some people, the ability to, you know, not have your face on Zoom makes it easier. For others, it's not easier. Um, so it's a communication and syllabus there, the two main skills that um, students sort of have to learn. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think that's really awesome that you're teaching kids that, you know, the, that communication piece. I, you know, I know even for myself, quite honestly, I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I also don't even know what questions to ask. And so that's something we talk about in our house a lot. Just show up. something will happen, something will be said, or especially if you can show up with a group. So often I'm in a situation where somebody asks, I don't think I have any questions. And then somebody else asks a question. I'm like, well, that's a really good one. I I do actually have that question. I just didn't even know to ask it. And so to put, just put yourself in the environment to communicate and good things happen. Yes. One of the things I always, always recommend students do is just the beginning of the beginning of the term is just go and say, hi, my name is blank. Like, I just wanted to introduce myself, right? Yes. And sometimes I can start a conversation because the professor might ask you why you're doing the class, what motivated you to what you're hoping to get out of it. And that can start a ball rolling. For and sure. I know now um, some teachers are holding in high schools office hours or other like open time for students to come. I recommend go to that, go to those and try and ask questions. Like the teacher is there as a resource to help you. Yes. Um, take advantage of that. And they, I think they really appreciate it when you yeah. do the extra communication, for sure. Um, and like you said, the syllabus, I think, is great. And the, the whole planning thing is just interesting, right? It's like the further you go in your education, the less structured the format, right? There's still usually deadlines. Like, that part doesn't go away. But the whole how you get to that deadline becomes more and more fluid. And I know... Um, you know, back when I was in college, especially there's, there's people that thrive on the, you know, I'll just push it till the end and then stay up for all night or, you know, two days straight to finish an assignment. And if that works for 
well, even if that works for everybody, we'll say that that's not the way to go. <laughs> yeah. but for me, it was just never an option to begin with. I can't stay up all night. So I had to figure out the planning part of it because the cramming it at the end was never going to be an option for me. Yeah. And like, so for me, one of my challenges was I couldn't break it up into smaller pieces. So it ended up coming up at the last minute and I got so overwhelmed got through it. that whole process. I just froze and freaked out and would end up wasting like four hours freaking out. Um, and so one of the goals of my system is that you want to always get stuff is anything that can be, be reasonably done 24 hours in advance should be done 24 hours early, right? Yes. If you get a math assignment on Thursday and it's due on Friday, you can't get that 24 hours early, but right. if you have a paper, you can get that done 24 hours early. And so we go through steps of how do you work backwards and set up time to work on these, in these steps, to get it done early and give yourself that flexibility as well. Yeah. I love that. Plus, as a parent, then I think you actually turn in better homework because you give yourself chance, a chance to fully do the assignment versus just like checking off the minimum boxes because you didn't leave yourself enough time. To get yeah, and I'm sure. Done. And I'm sure you're seeing this as a parent. You sort of mentioned that there's less and like less and less structure in mm -hmm. assignments as you go on. It sort of goes from the teacher sort of breaking up. Okay, you have this paper. You need to have an outline done here, a draft due here, and revisions done here. To just giving a draft to just give me a final right in college and so we sort of it's it's there are skills involved in actually creating that scaffold which is what I sort of call it mm -hmm. for yourself and that's another thing we go over is how you how you make that because it's hard it really is it is hard and I like that you help kids figure that out and also acknowledge that it's still important because I think sometimes kids and even adults assume that well, they just assign the final. That means like basically they assume their whatever their first draft is is supposed to be good enough to turn in. And just because they didn't, but that's not the case, right? I mean, yeah. I do a lot of writing, I do blogging and all that kind of stuff. The first thing I write is never the thing I publish. Um, you know, it's always, I, I always just call it my messy copy. It's like, I just got to get yeah. it all out. And then from there I can structure it into something. So I think it, teaching students that those steps are still there and they still have value and they're still expected and they're okay is a really good thing because um, I've seen it happen where they just assume, well, they just assigned the final, like I'm just supposed to write something out and be able to turn it in. And they actually feel like maybe they're less than, or, you know, not that, that maybe there's something wrong with them because they can't just pump out a final draft the first time they sit down to do something. Yes, definitely. And also like, right, as a professional, you're ne you have a deadline, you're never expected to, it's not good practice to do the thing the day of the due, like the day of the deadline. That's not good professional practice or work. So it doesn't end after, after school, right? These skills continue on. Absolutely. Very cool. What suggestions would you give parents and students both right now, especially with all of the online stuff that's going on? So, I mean, obviously take my class. Uh, of course. This is, this is about, okay. yeah. Um, and, I love it. and so you're, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You talk and then I'll talk, go. Okay, so, <laughs> you know, school's been going for five to six weeks. So I would first recommend take a, take a day back, take it this weekend, look back on what's been on the past few weeks and say, what's been going well for me, what hasn't? And yes. based on that, adjust. You know, for me, so I've realized that my, so, okay, last week I had an hour and 20 minute pre-recorded lecture at the watch. It took me three hours. That's okay. not, that, that's not sustainable. That took me way too long. 
Right. So this week I worked to reduce that time and I ended up spending two hours on an hour and 40 minute lecture, which is much more reasonable. Right. But based on these, based on what's been going on, based on how I've seen my work going, I was able to reflect and change behavior. And that's the number one thing I recommend you do. Um, also, create routine and exercise. So you, I don't think anyone thinks about this, but if you have six five minute passing periods, that's 30 minutes of walking every day. Mm-hmm. That is just gone. So take a break, walk between subjects or go for like a 30 minute walk in the afternoon. Um, I walk every day and I bike every day. It's like highly, highly recommend getting that back in your system, um, especially just a walk. Yeah. Um, and then be aware of burnout, you know, do other things during your day. It's really hard to, I know it's really hard to separate work and school and say, when does my school day end? But try and find ways to do that. Um, I go over ways to do that in my class about how to create separate spaces. Um, but do other things because burnout is real. Um, yeah. it, it's hard to get through. Yeah, I, I think that's a big thing. And just needing a change of scenery. Yeah. Um, you know, you cannot sit in your room. <laughs> yeah for weeks on end and you know expect it to go okay you gotta move around and see different things yes for sure as parents how can we support our kids so i think making sure that the kid your student knows they can be done school doesn't have to go all day um is really important like i feel that sometimes and sometimes it's really useful when my parents are like hey you can be done like you don't have to always be working yeah um I'd also suggest, you know, if you're looking at taking my class, ask them questions like, you know, pay attention to, does your student know how to break assignments apart? Are they feeling overwhelmed with their workload? Like, do, do they know how to get through it? Right. Um, suggesting exercise, but I think putting it in that context of, you had this natural move, instead of just go exercise, put in the context of, this is what you had, now it's gone. You didn't realize you had it. Right. Um, that really can be like an eye opener. Um, and then I think that's most of it. I think I'll let you know if I think of anything else, but. Okay. Yeah. I think those are definitely, so many other things, but those are definitely some of my main. Yeah. I think that's great. And just acknowledging that, um, you know, it's, it's okay to, to say that you're done. That's something we're working on at our house. You know, when it's lunchtime, like you need to, there needs to be a change of scenery, right? You yes. got to get up, you got to move around, ideally not be looking at a screen. Um, and then at the end of the day, when the school day is officially done, you might have homework, but you need to, again, kind of get up, move around, shake it out, go do something, uh, whether it's a sport activity or doing something else that just shifts the energy and changes what you're doing. Yes, taking breaks is super important. I know not everyone can do this. But I try to take an hour for lunch because it gives me time to actually eat and like genuinely take a break versus being versus eating and thinking about work. I'm able to eat, then take a break and then think about work. Um, uh-huh. And really thinking about how you structure your day, um, right? Am I, how long am I working? How long am I with my lunch? How long am I working after? And then creating time for some sort of relaxation before you do homework again, Right. Um, really important. I think that's great. Um, again, if you're just tuning in today, we have Hayden Goldberg with remotelearningcoaching.com joining us today. You are a sophomore at the University of Washington, and you have developed, through your own necessary need, a phenomenal system to help with just the executive functioning and just how do you manage all of your, how do you manage life and school? And-
as a high school student and a college student. Uh, that was relevant before online learning, and will, but is super relevant now and will continue to be. So you are, you're really a coach. You're not, you're not a tutor. You're not helping people with specific classes. You're helping them with basically the life, the skills portion of being a student, correct? Yes, yes. Wonderful. Instead of helping someone with writing this essay, I'm saying, what are the steps you need to write any essay versus this specific essay? Right. I love it. So they're transferable skills that will work in any class and long after school as well. And it sounds like you have packages. They kind of work with you for about three sessions to kind of dial it all in. Does that, is that right? Yes. I have uh, one for high school students where I talk about high skills that are a little bit more pertinent to high school students. Um, one for college freshmen where I go over the syllabus day in a lot more detail. Yeah. Um, and then one for college students where I also talk about how you can adapt note taking um, I focus less on syllabus day, but more on the organizational side. I love it. I love that you talk about note taking. I think that is a lost art these days. Um, I can. T I love taking notes. I get the whole, you know, outline everything. But kids don't take notes these days. It's why you guys nobody takes notes. <laughs> it's hard. Like note taking is hard, and I feel like one of the things that I remember from when I was in school is that they sort of force certain methods of note taking on you, and they don't always work for everyone. And so I sort of focus on. What do you need from your notes? And then how can you get that? And how can you make sure that you're not spending the three hours on your hour and 20 minute lecture like I did? Like, what's important? How do you want to take notes? Yeah, that's, I think it's important because I think those notes are so critical. Well, and it, I guess it depends on how you learn. I'm kind of a visual and kinesthetic learner. So for me, there's value in just physically writing the words, uh, even more so than if I were to type them out. But I suppose not everybody learns the same way I do. Um, so that is awesome. Thank you for joining us today, Hayden. Again, we've been talking with Hayden Goldberg, remote learning coaching. Um, it's so good and so fun to see how far you've progressed over the years and what you've done with your own college career. And I think it's really phenomenal that you've been able to figure this out for yourself and that you're sharing it with other people. Because like you said, you had some challenges with executive functioning and I, I think that's much more common these days than we realized before, let's say maybe a generation ago. And so we're realizing, like you said, these are skills that need to be taught. They're not necessarily innate skills that you just have. You've got to figure it out. So. Well, thank you for having me, Nicole. Really yeah. appreciated this. Absolutely. You. Yeah. Any other tips you'd like to share with anybody today? Um, you know, it's 2020 and focusing is hard. Yeah. I think so it's, want to acknowledge that. Yeah, I, and I think support is is good. It's valuable and it's real. And so I think it's great that you have this program out here um, to help different high school and college students. So remotelearningcoaching.com, check it out. We'll have the links on the website after the show. Thank you for joining us everybody today. I so appreciate you. Nicole Mangina with Windermere. You've been listening to The 425 Show. Have a great week and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.